joining us for a conversation is John Carter, the CEO of Silver Bullet Mines, home of the flagship Buckeye Silver Mine. Mr. Carter, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. Thanks for having me back again. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have it's you back. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you back, sir. Silver Bullet Mines has just released some significant milestones regarding its 100% pilot processing plant and production announcements on not one, but two projects. Before we begin, Mr. Carter, please introduce us to Silver Bullet Mines and the unique opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Thank you, Maurice. Uh, Silver Bullet Mines is a, a mining company that whose plan is to take two properties initially into production, uh, generate revenue, and, and actually move this company forward to be uh, generating profit, generating free cash flow to enable us to do our expansions and, and expand our properties and uh, and also while we're at the same time uh, get our exploration done, go looking for our uh, for free copper, building resource on our some of our other properties. So it's a unique opportunity. Matter of fact, I had one of our shareholders yesterday send me an email. He said, you know what, I read an article, I read a thing you did some time ago about a novel approach to junior mining. That's what we want to be for the junior mining space, and that is a novel approach. Instead of spending money, we're going to generate revenue, which will mitigate our financing requirements and move this company forward. And the company has not disappointed as we have a number of exciting developments to cover here today. Let's go on site to the Buckeye Silver Mine near Globe, Arizona, where Silver Bullet has just announced three significant milestones regarding your 100% owned processing plant the treasure room target and production beginning with the 100% owned pilot processing plant what can you share with us well Maurice uh, what we're trying to do here is if you go to our website and I, I know I send everybody there is I want people to actually watch a mine mill operation being built that's why we put so many photos up on the site at the site we've gone through the problems with the supply chain issue those are now behind us we're actually you know uh, moving forward to get this thing finished off and into production very, very soon. We're actually stockpiling ore as we speak. So the mill looks and is operating exactly the way we want it to do. Our assay facility is running every day, testing all the material that we're bringing out. Uh, the mill right now, we're putting our screening plant up in place. That's our last major item. Now, and we've started on the electro electrical. So it's pretty exciting times for us at the mill site. Great team, great crew down there putting this thing together, and it's really quite phenomenal. Now, let's go to the mine. In 1873, there was a bunch of miners went in, and they opened up an area within the Buckeye property, which they called the treasure room, because it was such high-grade copper, silver, and even gold. You'll see some of the assays up as high as 9,000 ounces silver, 30% copper, and 4.8% ounces of gold and that had never been that was the last time anybody had ever gotten back there except for one geologist who crawled in there I can't believe he did this in <laughs> 1973 and he went in and he assayed some of the area and that's where those assays come from they're not compliant 43 101 but they are good accurate assays to, about two weeks ago uh, we broke into that for the first time anybody's ever been there and then Later on, just past week, we've also broken in the second time, which has allowed us to ventilate, get the shaft ready, 
uh, get the windses all put back in place. And now we're going to we're heading towards the fresh face, which is where the old time miners, you know, left off back in 1873. So it it is such a validation for everything we've been told over the years. And I think I mentioned this in our last interview was we're more about purveyors of history. And like I told you, anybody who goes fishing, you know, the size of the fish they caught keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it's the same in the mining industry. So there's a lot of skepticism, not just from shareholders, but also from even ourselves going, well, okay, yeah, they said, yeah, there was, you know, 250 ounce silver, blah, blah, blah. We hear all the stories. So what we've done is we've gone over the last 12 years, which makes us an instant success. Took 12 years in the making. <laughs> what it allows us to do is we're actually just confirming history as you go along. And that's what gives us that level of comfort and the level of confidence that we're doing things right. That what we're doing is following history. And now this is just one more level of assurance that we're doing the right thing. Now, is there any guarantees? No, there's no guarantee. We know that. But I think we're pretty confident that we're doing the right thing. Well, you take the confidence that you have in, in demonstrating your proof of concept. You have your pilot processing plant here. It provides you a competitive advantage. Let me ask you this, if I may, if it's not too soon. Do we know anything about the recovery rates? Well, I've done a, obviously, you know, we've done a small bulk sample that we did, and that's where these silver bars that I have here in my office come from. And we did a lot of work at a company called Process Research Ortec here in Mississauga. And we got recovery rates of over 80%. Now, that was pretty basic equipment. What we've done in the design of our pilot plant is that pilot plant is, is, is state of the art. So not only are we doing standard crushing and grinding, which everybody does. We, there, there's no rocket science here. We bought the latest iteration of the Falcon, Falcon concentrator, which is state of the art. That's going to give us better recoveries. And... Also, we're gone with a brand new concentrating table, so we'll be able to get in that 80 plus percent recovery. So the proof's in the pudding, obviously, but test work and the metallurgical work we did historically have told us we're in that 80 percent recovery range. Now for the big question, once the area has been declared safe for work, what is the timeline and plans for production? Well, we're actually hoping that by the end of next week, we're actually going to be mining fresh ore. Right now, we're stockpiling ore that's come out of the attic, and you've seen some of the numbers in our last press release that we got on those, from just from laying around on the ground up to 125 ounces a ton. That's the material the old guys didn't take because it wasn't high enough grade for them. So you can imagine the kind of grades they were putting out. If you go to uh, our website, you'll see the last video where they went in for the second time. You'll, you can see where we're headed, and we're only about 50 feet away from that. And... We're headed for a fresh face. By the end of next week, we hope to be mining fresh ore off the vein. Oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> That's how close we are. <laughs> I'm excited here. All right, leaving the Buckeye Silver Mine, let's go to Idaho and visit the 100% Washington Silver Mine, where yet another production decision was announced by Silver Bullet Mines. What can you share with us? Well, you know what, Maurice? It's the exact same story that we have at the Buckeye. Really other than the fact that we've got a little bit more data. Back in the 1890s, imagine 20 years younger than the Buckeye, uh, back in the 1890s, they went in and mined this as a gold mine, as a gold mine running one ounce per ton gold. They had a lot of silver, they knew it because it's a gold-silver area, but at the time they didn't have the technology to, to mill the, the silver. 
So they set it aside, they blocked it out, and they just left it there. Then back in the 30s, they went back in to go back and take out the silver. They even built a mill there, but unfortunately, the silver prices collapsed, like to nothing. So they couldn't do it. So it sat there until it was, you know, torn away, whatever. Back in the 1980s, the gentleman that we bought it from, he went back in and he took a bulk sample out. And he shipped it to Hecla for processing. We have all the assay receipts. We have everything that was said. Again, we're, we're confirming history, as in the Buckeye. When uh, he sent it back, his assay results ran 44 ounces per ton silver and 10 grams of gold, third of an ounce gold. So what we did, we bought it from him. We tried to buy it five, six years ago, but we couldn't afford it. He passed away and we, we got it for a really good deal and we went back in and again started to confirm history. So last summer we went in to determine where the parallel structures were. We found them exactly where he said they were. We went in and we did our own bulk sample of the stockpiles that they had. We did a complete blended sample. Uh, we, we did all the process work and it came back, our average came back at 55.5 ounces per ton silver. So we know that what we're doing has a high, you know, I won't say guarantee of success because there's no such thing, but we are very confident this production decision was made at the right time and we're, and we're moving forward correctly on the property. You know, it's, it's kind of like, like I keep saying over and over and over again, we're not, we're not creating history, we're confirming it. So we've found the parallel zone. We found the some of the grades you saw in our last two press releases. That's where the gold and the silver come from. Now, historically, they blocked out an area where they say there's about 3 million ounces of silver between 30 and 90 ounces a ton and about a third of an ounce gold. Well, you know what? We confirmed that in our assays. We've confirmed that every way we've done. So we're going to go in now and our first step is going to be we're working with a contract miner as we speak and hope to have that finalized shortly. And we'll be uh, probably mining in probably, I, I'm going to say mid to late April, we should be on the boots on the ground and in there and getting ready to open up the attic so we can make it safe so that we can go in and start mining it. Initially, we're going to take about 1,500 to 3,000 metric tons of material out that we will stockpile at site. We'll do our assay work. We are working with Montana Tech. And they are actually doing all the met work for us, including recovery rates, liberation times, all the things we need to do so we can build a proper recovery process. And once we've done that, we'll evaluate it from there and then we'll continue on into production. We won't be stopping, but it is a pause period for us to sit back and go, okay, now, what do we need to do different? What do we have to change, if anything? But you gotta remember there, we're starting at this, you know, 40 ounce silver, 44 ounce, 55 ounce, whichever number you want to believe. But we're also got a significant parallel structure containing high, well, you saw some of our assays, 18 grams of gold, mm -hmm. pretty significant. I think these could be, these are two really uh, game-changing properties for this company. Absolutely, and let's look back here for uh, from a timeline perspective here. Silver Bullet Mines went public December. That's correct. And here we are, two projects, one with loaded with silver another with and, and again the buckeye mine and it also has the potential for copper the washington mine silver and gold that is highly commendable sir that is i tip my hat off to you sir you and your team have done an exceptional job here 
Well, well, thank you. My, I, my, my team is everything, as you know, to me. I, I would never, I, we would not be doing this without my team. Uh, we have put together a phenomenal group of experts in their own field. We're not experts. I, I'm not, what I know about mining would fill a thimble. But that's not my job. So I've got the people who do know their job. And, and, that's, and that's what we're doing. We've got a great team to, to advance these projects. Um, you know, we, and we're unique. Like I said back in the beginning, what a unique opportunity for shareholders. You go out and you spend $5 million drilling a property. At the end of the day, you don't own the drill. And if your results are good, you may go on. If your results are bad, as they are 99 times out of 100, you're gone. Where else in the world can you go, a shareholder can buy in a junior mining company, watch a mill being built, and we own everything you see on that property, we own every piece of equipment there. Oh, with the exception of the forklifts that you'll see in the video, but that's our fabricator who has those. But all the mill equipment, all the assay facility, everything there, we own. We have money in the bank to finish the job. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I cannot find another unique exploration mining company that has those same attributes. Yeah, and speaking of your treasury, congratulations here. You've, uh, you're oversubscribed on your financing, I see. <laughs> well, you know what? We're, I think what, 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 two years ago, forget the, uh, forget the uh, problems we had with supply chain issues. I mean, the whole world's having that even into this state. Ours are over because we've got our equipment. But we, we have done... When our shareholders came to us initially back in November of 2020, and I told them what we were going to do, and I said, this is the plan. Can't guarantee it, but this is the plan. Now, except for the three-month issue with the supply chain, we've done everything we said we were going to do. Everything we told our shareholders back in the beginning, we've done. Maybe a little late, like I said, but we've done. So. 80% of the money that just came in, over 80% of the money that just came in to this financing is repeat business. The people that were in the first financing are now in the second financing. Now that to me is a testament to doing your job the way your job has to be done. Be honest, be decent, tell the truth, and they'll come back. So over 80% came back in. One gentleman, he came back in. And he could have put, he wanted to put more in, but it would have put him over 10% ownership of the company. That's the kind of relationship that we're building with our shareholders. And I think we're being well respected because of that. Well, that's the ultimate vote of confidence. And by the way, full disclosure, I have participated in both of the financings for Silver. You have indeed, and I appreciate that. And you know me, Maurice, you can call me anytime. All my shareholders, anybody, not just shareholders, anybody who wants to know about this company, knows I only work on days with a Y. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Same work ethos I have, sir. Now, yes, leave, I know <laughs> leaving the project site and onto the platform side, let's discuss another groundbreaking initiative that Silver Bullet Mines has done by introducing itself as the first mining company in Metaverse. This is another brilliant move. You know what, Maurice? It, to me, it's the logical move if you're going to if you're going to attract new new shareholders and new investors and be able to introduce them to a new generation. Guys like me, you know, who've been in the business for 40 years. Yeah, we read press releases. Yeah, we follow it on uh, on on all the other platforms and, and look it up in the paper and watch it in our stock charts. But you know what? We have to attract a new generation of people to the mining industry. Most kids these days, millenniums, whatever they're called, X's, Y's, Z, whatever it is they call them, they don't understand the adage that if you don't mine it, you grow it. There is no other option. 
So in order to attract the youth to our industry, it's important that you get to them on a platform they understand. My 12-year-old grandson, he puts the headset on and he's, it's just for him, it's natural. I put it on and I'm trying to fall off on my face. But <laughs> if we're going to bring new people into the mining industry, if we're going to educate people, what we're trying to do you know, with our website, with our YouTube channel, all that stuff that we do is try to educate younger people to get them involved and to become shareholders in valuable mining companies. They're not going to do it the old-fashioned way. So, therefore, get there and do what they understand. I think Metaverse, if you remember 25 years ago, whatever it was, Internet, what was the Internet? Right. Nobody, nobody knew anything about it, and now you can't live without it. Cell phones, you know, TV back in the 50s, they all said it will never happen. Metaverse is going to happen. Facebook is back, and it, it's going to happen. And that's going to be the way we're going to attract the next generation of shareholders to Silver Bullet. I like what I'm hearing, sir. Switching gears, Mr. Carter, please provide us the capital structure for Silver Bullet Mines. It's, it's fluid right now. We're at about 59 million shares. Fully diluted, we're about 69 million shares. I can't give you the exact number at the moment because we're actually we're you know, finalizing the, the financing that's ongoing, which we're hoping to get wrapped up and, and, and into the exchange by the end of this week. So we've got a very tight structure. Over 30 million shares of that are escrowed and held by insiders. Um, so we've got a tight share structure. I think we've been, I won't say we've been super successful on the market because you know we're not five dollars but if you measure success by what we've done um our share price has held up very well um we are we we are very careful in what we spend our money on and you know we're, we're in a good spot and i think our shareholders will be well rewarded when two things happen we start into production and in the u.s case we need to get our otc qb listing completed which we hope will be done by mid-april in closing, Mr. Carter, what would you like to say to shareholders? First of, all, first of all, I'd like to say to all my shareholders, thank you for your support. Uh, it means more to me, that's why, than anything else. Uh, my team and the shareholders, the value that they bring to this company is phenomenal. I put out, as you know, Maurice, I send out a report pretty well every week to 10 days to, if not all the shareholders and then some, to try to keep everybody abreast of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I think... It's important that your shareholders be comfortable with what you're doing. If they got a problem, call me. If they don't understand what's going on, call me. What I want to do is I want to build a company here. Forget mining. Just forget mining for a, bit, a minute. I want to build a company just like if you were taking widgets and upgrading the widget and selling it. That's what we want to do. The only difference is our raw materials are going to come from a mine. But I want to run it like a business. Mr. Carter. For someone that wants to learn more about Silver Bullet Mines, please share the contact details. Uh, Maurice, the best way to, to, to learn about Silver Bullet Mines is to go to our website, and that's uh, www.silverbulletmines.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Bullet Mines. You can even go to our YouTube, YouTube channel, Silver Bullet Mines. Or, like I said, you can call me. My number is 905-302-3843. My email address is John Carter at silverbulletmines.com. And as I said earlier, I only work on days with a watch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Carter, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Wishing you and Silver Bullet Mines the absolute best, sir. And thank you very much, Maurice, uh, your support and, uh, and uh, 
your help with a lot of things other than just the interviews has been most appreciated. You know that. You're more than welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.